Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Layla, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the word, but Charles, can you open us up in prayer? Yes. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. I just thank you for your unending grace and mercy, Lord, and that you do not waver in your love for us, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for giving us the both the faith and the Holy Spirit to help us to accomplish your will in the earth, Lord, so that way we can draw more people unto you, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for how you continue to give our your Holy Spirit to us, Lord, even if it's not in church, Lord, but just as we go through our daily lives, Lord, so that way we can make the right choice, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to our morning Bible study as we continue in the book of Romans, or epistle of Romans. So, we are in chapter 3. And could I get a volunteer to read verses 21 through 31, please? I will. All right, I promise. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, where there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus that is in Christ Jesus whom God sent forth sent, sent forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God has passed over this wait God has passed over the sins that are previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law or works? But by faith of, by but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Or is he the God of Jews only? He is not the God of the Gentiles? Sorry, is he not the God? He's is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who justified circum justified the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Hmm. Amen. Well, there's a lot in there. So, as we normally do here, I'm going to open the floor to you guys to share what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you and to ask any questions that you have. All right? Okay. So, who would like to begin? I will. Okay. Go ahead. I, I, um, I found it interesting and slightly... Um, was amused by how Paul, um, in verse 27, where he said, Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? No, but by the law of faith. So it amused me because um, in my own life, I have um, 
done some something that I thought was praiseworthy and I would like to boast about it and go, oh, look at me, look at the great thing that I've done. And here Paul is saying um, that boasting has no place because you really have no, um, there's no credit added to you for a quote-unquote good work through the flesh and through the law. So he's saying in the life of, of the believer, the one that has faith in Jesus Christ, you weren't righteous because of the charitable deeds you did it was because of your faith in jesus christ that's why you now get to enjoy that so there is no boasting there is no look at me because no it's not me and it isn't you either it's jesus that's why you have you can be confident and you have the victory and you can overcome the world that's what it says in scripture you overcome the world by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony not by your charitable deed or the thing you thought you did well so it just kind of amused me. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, LaCharles? The same scripture amused me, but from a slightly different perspective. Okay. I was just thinking about it in my own life. And when I think, oh, man, I did such a great job. Then mom and dad came. Who did this? I'm like, I did it. And they're like, that booty. And I'm mortified. And Paul is saying here, I just saw that where Paul is saying that um, he's, there is no boasting. There's no need to all look at me and look how pious and pristine I am and look what I've done. But it's to keep silent and do what the Lord is telling you to do. Not looking for the accolades from people. Like in that scenario, I clearly want accolades. So um, I don't think anybody could understand you because you were chuckling so right. so much. But you said well, that sometimes you think, oh, you, can you say it now without laughing? Yes. Okay, go ahead. It was like sometimes you're doing something. Let's say mommy and dad don't tell you to do something. And then I go do it. Like, let's say I clean the backyard. And the mommy and dad come outside and say, who did this? Me and my boastful self say, oh, I did it. And I'm like proud and smiling. And they're saying. That's ridiculous. This is booty. (laughs) Don't use that. We do it again. This is, it's not what we wanted, right? Yes. And. It is actually repugnant at times what's been done because it's... Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. our righteousness is as filthy rags. All right. That was already said and demonstrated mm-hmm. in previous uh, podcasts just this week, right? Yes. But then as it pertains to this and so what Layla was saying, what have we done? Nothing. All right, because our all our righteousness, as said Isaiah, is as filthy rags, right? Yes. So, this is why we get to verse 22. The righteousness of God through faith in Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, right? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So then, we're justified freely by His grace through the redemption in Christ Jesus. And then it very, says very, very specifically, excuse me, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness. And he passed over our sins. He covered our sins by his blood. All right. And this goes back to literally the beginning, right? And even when, and do and you see this, I'll say, concept of, propitiation which is a covering right you see it 
with Noah. He pitched the ark. It was a propitiation. He covered the ark in pitch. Right? Why? So nothing could get in the ark. It was covered. It was sealed. Right? In the same way we are sealed by his blood. You also see that with Moses in the tabernacle of meeting and the ark. Right? Mm -hmm. The high priest would go in and sprinkle blood on the mercy seat, covering for the sins, atoning for the sins, right? Yes. So in this, just further highlighting Christ and his redemptive work. Which is then why he has the question, okay, so since we didn't do anything, where, why is there the boasting? Right? Yes. Or by what law are you boasting? And the only thing is the law of faith. Right? Yes. We access the Lord's grace through faith. So what do we have that we can boast of? Nothing. Nothing. Mm. We've all received a measure of faith. And yes, faith is like a muscle. The more you use it, it grows. But everyone has received at least a an amount of faith which allows them the opportunity to believe and call on the Lord, on Jesus Christ. There's a story about a group of renowned scientists who all gathered together and called upon God and said, God, it's um, just want to let you know we don't need you anymore. <laughs> we figured out how to create man. And God said, really? That's interesting. He said, show me how you're going to do it. And a couple of scientists started gathering up some dirt. And God said, no, no, no. Get your own dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. there's, there's literally nothing that we can boast about. Nothing. If we have any talent, it's from him. If we have any righteousness, it's from him. Mm-hmm. If we have anything whatsoever, it is all from him. Mm-hmm. And it was all laid in place before he ever spoke any word of it into being. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What else? What else is, is the Holy Spirit ministering to anyone here? That they want to share. All right, I'm going to go next. All right, promise. First, the Lord brought me to verse. Twenty-eight, where it says, "Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith, apart from the deeds of the law." Or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles. Gentiles also. And so Lord is just talking to me about how occasionally sometimes you go, Well, he's my God, but he's also your God. Let me rephrase rephrase that. When it's not that necessarily he's only your God and that he's er- he is he is everybody else's God. Oh, the Christian's God. The actual God. Mm-hmm. So what the Lord's pointing at is not going, oh, this certain group of people can't accept Christ because they're this certain people. So God only works with, let's say, Americans. God only does miracles with, from in the hands of Americas or in America. Okay. And how we get blind to the fact that the Lord can do works with other people. Mm-hmm. And that was it. 
Okay. And what did that mean to you? What is that? What does that speak to your heart as the Lord is ministering that to you, that he can do anything through anyone? He loves everybody and he can use anybody who makes themselves available to him. Even sometimes when they don't know they're making themselves available. What does that mean to you, sweetheart? You gathering your thoughts? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll come back to that then, okay? When you think about it, let us know. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? You know, I liked, um, I just wanted to point out verse 27 for a second. I mean, I love the whole scriptures, but um, verse 27, it says, where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works? No, but by the law of faith. You guys often hear me talking about spiritual laws and how some laws supersede and override others. Like gravity is a natural mm -hmm. law and it, it seems pretty, pretty powerful and it's hard to overcome, but there is a law that supersedes it. It's how we fly on airplanes. It's called lift and thrust. It's equally a law and it's, but it's above and it can override the law of gravity, which is seems like it's ever present around us. And so looking at and understanding those spiritual laws, and we, we were talking about that um, this week in the podcast, that faith is the medium of exchange. And faith, having faith in God, not in the presence of ungodly and unloving acts because faith works by love, so if so, not in the presence of us openly rebelling against God, but in the face of our imperfection, our faith can override and super rule where we are failures. All have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So the law of faith goes, okay, Lord, I believe you. I know that I'm not perfect. I know that I haven't done all these right, all these things right, but I take what you've done right, Jesus Christ. And I let your blood be applied to my life and I repent and I'm giving my heart and myself to you and you cause me to supersede the law of sin and death, which is a, pr a product of us being failures, us sinning and falling short of the glory. The penalty for that would be eternal separation. But the law of faith helps us ride and fly over that. So that way we're able still to be saved and rescued by the payment that Jesus has paid for our lives. So see, they're there. God is good and he's faithful. Those, those laws are there. Faith is a spiritual thing. Point to faith. Where's the tangible item of faith? There's not one. It is something that is working, but you can't necessarily see it. You can see the effects. You can see the manifestation of faith. That's right. But faith itself. Or the fruit of faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right. and we, we talked about that. We saw that in Abraham. That's right. right. And, um, you know, which is, is actually something that, that Paul brings up in Galatians, in Galatians 3, right? And um, Galatians 3 7 says, Therefore, know that only those who are of faith 
are sons of Abraham. Right? And then in verse 9 he says, And then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Right? And what was Abraham tasked to do? Right? He was he was first told he was going to be the father of many nations. One, he believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness, which Paul brings that up here as well, right? In verse 18, for if the inheritances of the law is no longer of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise, right? Yes. And um, there is also the the aspect of Faith in this way, right? Um, actually, verses starting in verse ten, he talks of the law and its effects, right? Yes. So it says, uh, "For many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Curses everyone who does not continue in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them.' But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident." For the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith. The man who does them shall live by them. Right? So if we recall in Scripture, right, talking about faith and works and all those things, right? Yes. You'll know my faith by my works, right? It's not just about following the law, and these are, um, the things I must do every day, if you will, right? Because, again, as we pointed out, Christ taught them, as the Jews and Gentiles, everyone that would read the word, right? There was a misunderstanding about the law. They viewed it one way of, well, I didn't actually murder anybody, so I'm good, I checked that box for today. And he said, no, if you have hatred in your heart, if you are of anger against your brother, then you're already guilty, right? There was a misunderstanding, hence a misapplication. Yes, it was great that someone didn't actually murder someone else, right? But whether it was, you know, um, take the other one of adultery, right? It's another popular one, if you will. Uh, other people reference a lot is what I mean by popular, where it's, well, he says, no, 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 it's not that you actually committed the act of immorality. It's if you even looked on this one with lust, this woman with lust, then you've already committed it. You're already guilty of it, right? Correcting yes. that misunderstanding of it. So then, it, again, revealing the only way that we can, I'll say, if you will, achieve righteousness is not of our own works, right? Only through Christ. Because what else does it say about in Scripture? If you try to follow the commandments and miss how many? One. One. If you miss one, you are guilty of them all. That's a pretty significant or weighty statement. If you miss one, you're guilty of all of them, which is what Paul is, is discussing in Galatians 3, right? The law brings about a curse. It's not just a bunch of check in the boxes. Checks in the boxes for our life. Yes, we should not do those things. Absolutely. 
But as it said, all have fallen short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. And those that choose to call on the name of the Lord, that believe him and he is who he says he is, and what he has done on the cross for us, that he's covered us in his blood, he's redeemed us from the law of sin and death, then guess what? That's faith. And when we confess that and express it and choose to live with him as our God and we as his people, then we have access to that grace through our faith. And honey, you said something that I wanted to um, just make sure that it, it comes across as what you intended. We are very much so supposed to do the things that please God. And they, they do line up with the written law for the most part. Like we're not sacrificing animals anymore because Jesus is the, the payment once and for all. But trying to use the law as a way to justify yourself makes you accountable to become guilty of every single thing. But God is every bit and every much for us, very much for us, living before him in a way that honors him and that glorifies his name because we are his reflection in the earth. We are mm-hmm. the body of Christ. And when people look at us, they should see the righteousness and the glory of God, not because we are righteous in and of ourselves. We're not righteous because of these singular acts, but our faith in God causes us to do what's right by God. Therefore, therefore we glorify him in what we say and what we do. So it does matter, but it's not a standalone where I could go, well, I never said bad words, so you owe me something, Jesus. I've never killed anyone, so I'm, I'm better than everyone else. That's what deeming yourself righteous is. Self-righteousness. Righteousness that is in anything other than the mercy and the grace of God. And by faith, that is putting yourself in that light. So God wants us to do what's right, not just, but he wants to do it us to do it based on the faith we have in him and allowing him to work in us those good things. Mm-hmm. And um, Galatians 3, we were talking about in, in connection with Romans chapter 3. Uh, verse 23 says this, But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. So we, we mentioned um, in the previous podcast that God, knowing all things and how they would work together and work out, structured things in a way to point us to Jesus Christ. So that way we would know, get to know God and understand aspects about him and what is required by these laws that as a human we are not particularly aware of these spiritual laws and especially regarding the holiness of god we're not particularly aware that we could point to them at any given point in time and go this is what they are even though god has left um his essence on the inside of us a signature of himself something in us that cries out for him but also knows right from wrong but you can't necessarily articulate it all the time unless you're taught so the tutor is the teacher who teaches you what you know that you don't know. Does that make sense? 
mm-hmm. or what you don't yes. know that you know. It's in you not to murder. It's in you not to steal and not to destroy and not to um, covet. It's in you. But there's the other law of sin that's warring in our flesh. But the law came to teach us that this is what God requires. And also to point us to Jesus Christ because you'll never meet this standard. And if Jesus didn't come, we would all be swept away and carried to the pit. Mm-hmm. But because he did come, God was still able to redeem us to himself, which is ultimately what he wants. That's his goal, to restore the heavenly kingdom to Himself, purified, right? Never to be contaminated again so that way we can spend eternity with him, never separated. He is our God and we are his people. So when you read the scriptures, I, I encourage you to see all that is ours by faith not a a thing of penalty and a place where you don't measure up but see the strategy of how to win Amen. so if god i can believe you you're, so you're telling me lord jesus if i accept you as my lord and savior and i believe you you'll help me do with the things that please you and i'm okay that's a win that's a win-win in my book and that's really straightforward and simple you know, I, I, I do like to win. I'm a little bit competitive. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> if I play a board game, I want to win. Much less my life, my, my real and true life, my eternal life. Exactly, my, eternity. My, <laughs> my life in this, this world and the things that matter. If I put forth effort to read the instructions for Monopoly or Sorry so I can follow the rules and get the prize at the end, even if it's a, I beat you, <laughs> I want to do it. How much more so? Would I look at the word of God, which is so lovingly prepared by our creator, so we would have an example to follow and to see this is the winning strategy. Trust God, accept Jesus, believe him, and he'll take care of it. Yeah, I just, you know, John had mentioned about the, um, you know, Jesus and his example of, you know, if you are angry at your brother, Mm -hmm. it's the same as murder, you know, Mm -hmm. and so, um, you know, Jesus was bringing that that um, uh, the Bible project. Uh, Tim Mackey used it a lot of times. Used the upside down kingdom, okay. right? The upside down kingdom is so different from the kingdom that they thought was going to be. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, he'll bring a kingdom that resembles more of that when he returns. But at that point, how he came in as a king and what was important for him to do to sacrifice himself for us. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a king is to provide for his people. What more provision? What more important provision could have been offered in his kingship than to provide for us for eternity. Right. So mm-hmm. marvelous as that is. I think that that same um, flavor, though, is here. I see it. I think of um, as Christ was um, calling out the, um, the Pharisees. And he was even saying, though, he said, look, follow their teaching. Right. Just don't follow their example. Right, because they would call attention to themselves. They thought more of themselves than what they needed to be thinking of themselves. They um, they sought the the accolades of man, um, you know, just way too much. Right, and so Jesus was challenging that. Said, "Release what you're thinking is supposed to be. Don't aspire to be like them." Right, and I think Paul is also saying this here too, where he where he talks about this in the attitude that the people had toward themselves about what they've done. And he's like, you, know, you, you got to flip that over. So it, it wasn't even that you have no right in it, which is there, but there's also that challenge. Like you got to flip this whole thinking upside down that you've had. You've got to look at all this differently. And so there, you have nothing 
to boast about. Let go of all that stuff. Let go of all this other stuff. You know, it's that um, for me personally, as I've shared with all of you, that you know, my unlearning over the last couple of years really has been ramped up in and and the Holy Spirit illuminating these places where you know what I thought was important or where I thought I learned or where I thought I was a Christian. So so many times I feel like Okay, today I'm actually a Christian, right? <laughs> not not that not in a not in a bad way. Not that I didn't receive appropriately mm-hmm. when I called out to Christ and said, "You're my Savior," and right. He delivered me. Mm-hmm. And not that, but just like the fullness of it, you know, and and all the all the little bits of culture and false teaching and mm. um, things that I had allowed myself to believe that have to be undone. And I think there's a that really is a to me, as I'm reading this, there's this huge flavor of this here. Like, let that stuff go. Right. Man, you don't have anything. You have nothing to boast about. Let that stuff go. And then, like you're saying, Kamisha, step into the fullness of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to win, man, you know, it, 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 I mean, let's be real. It isn't always easy. Mm-hmm. But it really is quite simple. That's and right. it's only achieved by faith. That's right. That's right. You know, there's sometimes that I sit and I feel like, God, this is so much, Lord, there's so much happening. And like, say my, my attitude might be out of whack. And I'm like, God, I, I know this is wrong, but I sure want to do it. You know, got my fist shaking or something. <laughs> and, and then Smite I, them. <laughs> oh, there's a friend of ours says, nuke Mecca, nuke Mecca. You know, <laughs> you just know. take them all out. Should we rain down fire on them, Lord? You know. Oh, all right, there, and, sons of thunder. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> but you know, I've I've walked with the Lord for some time now, and there's there's moments where I still feel like Lord, mm. oh, and yeah. then I go, oh man, <laughs> you know better. You're still doing that, mm-hmm. or I have a hard time. You know, like when you guys see a plane in a tailspin, and and the plane needs to correct itself. And I see myself and I'm like, God, I know I shouldn't be here. I know I shouldn't be here in the way my mind is going right now. And then I, the Holy Spirit comes and reminds me, like, trust me, I will help you get where you need to go. Trust me. And I go, okay, I'm not making any sudden movements, Lord, but I'm putting my faith on you. And I trust you that you'll take me out of this mindset that it seems to have grabbed a hold of me and I'm, I'm struggling in my you know I'm using all the resources that I have as a believer and it's not enough because this is really loud what you know whatever situation it happens to be and then without fail as soon as I go okay God by faith you got me mm-hmm. I'm and we're sailing again you know he corrects what's going on he shows me the truth about it so I can take authority over it and deal with it with the word of God and by truth and not just, you know, firing off shots and everything, trying to just throw every part of the word that I know in scripture after scripture, <laughs> but it has nothing to do with what's happening. It's not the root of the problem. But as soon as I let him be God, as soon as I come back in by faith and go, okay, God, I, I did what I, I tried. <laughs> you know, I tried to use my weapons. I tried to, and you got me. And he corrects me and we're sailing again. And there's no stain of condemnation. There's no, um, there's no belittling or guilt in there. It's just, I got you. And this is what my life is supposed to be like. God knows that I'm flesh. I don't make excuses for it. We don't make excuses as believers. You know, I'm a human Lord, so I'm going to sin. That, that's not right. But he understands when things get bigger than what we have what we can do at the moment. And that's why he's here. He's our helper. 
who knows everything, who knows the intentions of the father, who loves us dearly and who has been committed and promised to us to get us to the day of salvation. So it's nice to do what we're supposed to be doing. I love when I can say, I've done everything you've asked me to do, God. And when I fail, I know God is with me. Not that I'm trying to fail on purpose. Not that I'm disregarding the things and the blessing of God and the commandments that he has for me. But sometimes we miss it. And he's always there. We always need our Savior. We never get too big that we don't need him. We never have to be afraid that he's going to reject us or he won't love us because we're not perfect. Again, we're not making excuses for that imperfection or indulging it. Well, Lord, you know I was going to sin, so I'm going to do it all the way until you come back. No, that's not it. Because that violates the love commandment and our love for him. But And the law of faith. Absolutely. But when it, we're genuinely just flawed, <laughs> he's a good God, and he brings us back when we let him do it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one more point I want to bring up before we, we close, and that's with verses 29 through 31, right? Mm-hmm. Because Paul is still addressing, you could say, the issue of Jew and in Greek or Jew and Gentile, right? Mm-hmm. And how it's not about where exactly we're born, if you will, but where we end up, right? Where we, we choose to to be as a result of faith, right? And I love how he addresses this. Or is he the God of the Jews only? Now, is he not also the God of the Gentiles? And he says, yes, of the Gentiles also. Since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. But on the contrary, we establish the law, right? Which brings us right back to Matthew 5, which we were reading, where Jesus is explaining and helping the people to understand, no, this is what the... what our Heavenly Father meant from the beginning when he gave the commandments, uh, the Ten Commandments, the law, the his statutes, his judgments to the people. In, in other words, saying, no, the Jews are, are like our older sibling, and they do absolutely deserve a place of honor and respect because there is a, a huge weight and responsibility that comes with being the oldest. Right, mm-hmm. but then we've also talked about Abraham, and and I want to we'll go back to Galatians three just for a second, right? Mm-hmm. And Abraham in relation with Christ, Galatians three thirteen and fourteen say this: Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, "Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree." That the be, the blessing, excuse me, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Mm-hmm. Right, and if we go back, if we do re-listen to uh, Genesis 17, right, where we're talking about circumcision and circumcision of the heart, right, and the covenant or the sign of the covenant that ultimately the Lord um, requested of Moses. Of right? Abraham. Of Abraham, excuse me, thank you. Mm-hmm. Described in the books of Moses. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Um, but thank you. 
You're welcome, baby. Um, very plainly, he says it's for every male child in your generations who is born in your house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not your descendant. So we, and I bring that up because in there we also see, as we were pointing out, the manifold wisdom of the Lord, right? Who called the end from the beginning and knew, hey, this was a this was a thing. The promises of God are yes and amen. And what he's saying here is we established a law, which is exactly what Christ said. I didn't come to abolish the law and the mm-hmm. prophets, but to fulfill them. Mm-hmm. And what was meant from the beginning was, hey, I'm redeeming people from the 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 law and the curse. If you'll just receive it, if you'll receive it by faith. There were clearly those that were bought from foreigners that were not of Moses' house, but after they were bought, they were absolutely a part of his house. Abraham's house. Abraham's house, excuse me, thank you. And received the same blessings and benefits mm-hmm. given to Moses. How much more we, being Gentiles, that were redeemed or bought by Christ through the redeeming work in his blood and and on his work on the cross, she received the same blessings and benefits that Abraham received. And as you pointed out, honey, it wasn't about waiting to strike Abraham down. It was it says very plainly, right? I'm gonna bless you, right? That was that was Genesis twelve. Here's the covenant I'm making with you. I'm gonna bless you, and I'm gonna do all these great and wonderful things mm-hmm. through you and your seed. Mm-hmm. All who would come in. Not just the the ones born naturally from Abraham and his lineage, mm-hmm. but his entire house to include those that were born of him. Right, we are grafted in, we are adopted, we are called sons and daughters. We are joint heirs with Christ. And yes, as I said, God's people, Israel, the, the Jews, have a, a place of honor and reverence as an, an older heir. Right, a firstborn child, or as the older sibling, absolutely, and this is in no way to take away that that place and that position and that honor that comes with that. But we have the opportunity in Christ and the ability, if we would grasp it by faith, to share in that blessing and that benefit and that covenant and all the promises given and made to them as being part of the household of God, or the kingdom of God. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. Um, so can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord, and for your goodness, Lord, and just for who you are. And I thank you for your wisdom, Lord, and your understanding that you equip us with through your Holy Spirit, Lord. And... I just thank you for welcoming welcoming us into your family, Lord, with open arms and providing the doorway for us to receive your blessings, Lord, through Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, Lord. And we just thank you for everything that you have done, Lord, that you're doing now for those that need it, Lord, and that the 
the things that you're going to do, Lord. And we just look forward in excitement to see the finishing of your works, Lord, as it here on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. And I thank you for giving us our daily bread each day, Lord, and for equipping us with new and renewed strengths each morning, Lord, and grace and mercy, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.